You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. By BetMGM from BetQL. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross and Joe Ostrowski here with you. Aaron Hawksworth has the day off, but she will be back soon enough. Let's talk about Thursday night football. We've got the Lions and the Packers, both teams 2-1 and one to start this season. And when we take a look at some of the public trends per BetMGM, I mentioned this during the break, Joe, but I'm a little surprised by how lopsided the public is viewing these Detroit Lions. Uh, Detroit, one-and-a-half-point favorites on the road. 77% of the bets are on Detroit. 74% of the handle is on Detroit. How do you see this playing out, Joe? Yeah, um, the Lions are a public team. They've been a public team over the last couple of years. But I also think the other part is Lions were expected to be here fighting for first place in the NFC North. We talked about the Packers' chances and how it's a wide-open division, Vikings' regression, Bears probably not in that conversation. They're definitely not after a few weeks. But I, I still think people are trying to get a gauge on the Packers, and they're not quite sure what to do with them. And we also have a ton of injury. Like, the injuries might be scaring people off with the Packers, that too. And and I'm tr- still trying to figure out, okay, what do we have here in Jordan Love? Because I don't know that we quite know. And then if you look at some of the numbers, you might even be more confused after looking at, at that if you're trying to figure that out. So we've got to start with the injuries, right? I mean, I don't know. Um, there was the idea that, the Packers didn't worry this about this past Sunday as much that they were looking forward to Thursday night. The teams are likely to battle uh, for the division if they can stay in this race. Big divisional matchup. This is a game they care about. But a lot of the players that, that have been sitting games, some of them are going to be sitting again. They're going to continue to miss the left side of that offensive line. Bakhtiari is out. Jenkins is out. The right tackle, who's been really strong and an underrated player on this offense, Zach Tom, he is questionable. Jair Alexander, their best player in the secondary, cornerback, is questionable. Now, reports coming out this morning is that Aaron Jones is expected to play, that Christian Watson is going to play on a snap count. So we don't know how efficient that he's going to be able to play. That's been out there, Tom Pelissero Uh, earlier this morning so the injury stuff is huge and it's also big on the Detroit side again we go to the offensive line Detroit has two starters out they've got Taylor Decker their left tackle is questionable and their left guard is also questionable so I'm thinking (laughs) what's probably going to decide this game are the front sevens on these defenses because uh that that's what really stands out to me all these injuries on the offensive line 
And Ed, uh, my opinion on the side is not as strong. I'll get to that in a moment. But a lot of things for me are pointing to the under 46 as a play between the side and total. How about you? That certainly makes sense. I don't know if I have a play on the total myself, but I think because Aiden Hutchinson has just gotten so much pub, he has been in the spotlight. He's been fantastic to start the season. Definitely you are analyzing this Packers offensive line to see at least if they're capable enough to contain him in some way. I do wonder when it comes to overall quarterback ability and mobility, if it's something where the offensive line for the Packers maybe doesn't mean as much as, say, the Lions' offensive line health and continuity. So even if the Packers' O-line is a little bit more banged up and, say, you have more replacements uh, getting in, or even maybe even playing out of position, that's also a possibility. I think it's something where Jordan Love may be better equipped to handle that than, say, Jared Goff is, just because maybe I trust Jordan Love to move around a little bit more readily, things like that. So in that sense, I I think it's really important to be careful not just to sort of compare O-line to O-line and say, okay, this one's healthier, therefore I think they have an advantage here. It's really Mm -hmm. more about which quarterback can handle key absences, things like that. So in that sense, I still think the Packers do have a slight advantage overall as far as that's concerned. And look, my model has this dangerously close to zero. So because the Mm -hmm. Packers are underdogs here – I'm taking them on the money line here. I think Green Bay can win this game outright. And one of the reasons for it is this over idea, this overall idea of offensive evolution. Because Jordan Love is very different than Aaron Rodgers. The skill sets are not at all the same. It's not necessarily just overall abilities because one has won the MVP multiple times, the other one is young. But what they want to try and do, those are different skill sets. So for instance, last year, Rodgers' average depth of target was eight yards with the highest rate of throws to targets behind the line of scrimmage. It was all about getting short of the sticks and then having the receivers do all of the work. But with Jordan Love, it's different. He has the longest A dot in the National Football League at 10.4 yards with the fourth lowest rates, fourth fourth lowest rate of targets behind the line of scrimmage. And I wouldn't say one is necessarily better than the other, but because the skill sets are just so different, there are naturally going to be growing pains to where you're absolutely right, Joe. We don't exactly know what we have with Jordan Love, but I think whatever priors we may have, which I think for both of us, our priors are rather optimistic for him. I think those are still very much in play. And I wouldn't just discount those because we're three weeks into the season. Yeah, the Packers have talked about that, that, one of the reasons that they are pushing it down the field so much with love, not necessarily because this is a plan. This is what they're dealing with, with all the injuries on the offensive line. They So Aaron Jones, he got hurt in the Bears game after hurting them in the opener, and he hasn't played since. So it's been Dylan. And a lot of people have said, oh, Dylan's having an awful year. What's going on? It's supposed to be his time. You know, there's supposed to be this transition going on. Packers are like, our guys are hurt. Our line is beat yeah. up. Like, we can't run the ball. That, that's why – so I don't know that I'm looking at it and saying, okay, this is what Jordan Love is. This is what he's going to be the rest of his career. They're going to push it down the field with him. It feels like they're doing it out of necessity a little bit. I am surprised still, though, because was anybody saying that going into the season? All right, we're going to find out what Jordan Love is. And by the way, this dude's going to be slinging it. What? No, <laughs> we expected them no. to run the ball and play defense. That's, that's what we thought was going to happen. But it's interesting. The Packers have made this change because of the injuries. And they've been successful. Now, uh, luck? Yeah. 
Derek Carr got hurt, man. <laughs> There's been some luck uh, in that. There's a reason they had that 17-point comeback in the fourth quarter. Unbelievable. Like, Jordan Love it, it goes down as, as the guy that had the best fourth-quarter comeback at Lambeau as a Packer. Like, his career just started. Like, it's right. just, of course, of course, of course it's Jordan Love doing that. Ridiculous. Um, so, like, what do you do? Do you do something props-wise? I'm with you on the side. Like, it is such a coin flip. Mm-hmm. Maybe some clarity later on, but yeah, this is this is a really tough call between the two sides. Let's get let's get to golf. All right, so we might get bad news on the Lions' offensive line, and you mentioned how that's probably more impactful when it comes to the game, and I I would agree with that. Boy, if they're missing the left side, just like the Packers are, in addition to the other two starters, right now the only healthy offensive lineman they have is Sewell playing right tackle. Mm-hmm. What do we talk about? Golf versus pressure versus a clean pocket. He's great in a clean pocket. He's great indoors. Well, the situation today is outside, and he might be facing a lot of pressure. That's why I'm really scared to, to jump on the Lions here. If you look at quarterbacks this season, and even last season as well, and the difference between clean pocket versus pressure, Jared Goff falls off a cliff. This is one of the reasons why any coach Jared Goff has ever had has implored him to use play action. Because anything that can alleviate any pressure whatsoever for Goff is a great thing. Then suddenly he becomes one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL. But under pressure, under siege, no, things go poorly. Which does go back to your idea of taking the under here, which again makes a good bit of sense. Despite two offenses, that can very well go off. This is something where if either establish any kind of pressure, then yes, the, the struggle bus will very much be real here. I will be curious too, not just, you know, offensive line injuries, but also what, what's going to happen with these receivers? Like it, when we talk about the Lions offense, what you see is what you get. I think we have a pretty good idea of what they are trying to do. Will these Packers linebackers bite on play action or will they be able to read it well? Because you can't necessarily run it all the time, but are they going to pick and choose their spots well enough? And will they have just enough time for play action to develop? So even if they get a little bit of pressure, is it something where that half a second is more than enough for the Lions to move the ball down the field? Uh, This will be a game of nanoseconds. It it really will be. And so the fact that this is a coin flip, that's probably why I like the plus money uh, more than anything else, aside from what my model is telling me. But I think also, too, as the Packers either get healthier or just naturally develop as everyone gains game experience, I think this is something where the ceiling can be a little bit higher for Green Bay. All right. When I tell you that on the Green Bay side with Jordan Love, that, okay, he's number one in aggression. Uh He's dead last in completion percentage below expectation. He's last in CPOE. What do you say? What's your explanation? How does it make you feel? It really doesn't move the needle a whole lot for me, just because I I guess that's probably what would be expected. I mean, if you are going to be aggressive, then chances are you aren't going to complete as many passes down the field. Uh, But maybe that's what you need to do, because I think one of the things that, you know, Matt LaFleur understands, and I think the Packers understand, is that, okay, if you've got a, you know, a really athletic quarterback who can sling it down the field, okay, maybe you're missing on those intermediate to deep balls uh, a little bit more often than you would like. 
but at least they're not interceptions. At least your drives aren't yeah. stalling where, yeah, you get a completion on third and long, but you're still short of the sticks. So what does it matter? I think as long as, you know, there's still this understanding that it, it takes 10 yards, however you get them, whether it's in larger chunks or, or, or whatever, if that's, you know, you're kind of limited to just those larger chunks, I think that's fine. I don't think that's that big of a deal. And so it's, it kind of goes back to this idea of, yeah, CPOE is a really great metric, but don't look at it in a vacuum. You need to sort of pair it with other advanced metrics to have a better idea of what's going on with the quarterback. And, you know, one other thing too, Joe, that I think matters in this great scheme of things is that the coaching advantage, it, it is kind of hard to sort of parse that out, but mm-hmm. LaFleur, even if he is second in this matchup, He's not a, a distant second. It's not that much. You know, one of the reasons why the Packers won the game was they uh, won the test where they were down eight after scoring a touchdown and went for two. The fact that he knows those little math tricks here and there leads me to believe that if this is a close game and they're trailing by 14, maybe you trust the Packers a little bit more. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. See, when you said coaching matchup, I thought you were going to say that, Lef- well, we know LaFleur's better. <laughs> nah, honestly, that's where I thought you were going to go. It's close. It's very close, if not a tie. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And I was going to say, my, my reaction was going to be, well, Ben Johnson's viewed as the best offensive, pure best <laughs> offensive coordinator. So, yeah, it probably is. Actually, I, I would give advantage Green Bay in this. Over Dan Campbell? Yeah, I, I probably sure. would. But, yeah. If we want to do play call, it is really close. It's probably you are picking nits, and that's that's going to be an interesting matchup. Um, as far as some of the props out there, running backs, yeah. you can't find anything. Montgomery's questionable. It sounds like he's going to play. Maybe you can't find Dylan, can't find Aaron Jones. So, so the rushing ones are tough. Uh, if golf is under pressure, you, you've got to think that he's going to be looking for Amon Ross St. Brown. And mm-hmm. when you look at some defenses last year throughout the season that would get pressure or are known for getting pressure, like he got a lot of targets. The Buffalo game, he had nine for 122 in a score. Philly game, he had eight grabs. Over six and a half receptions is plus money for Amon Ross St. Brown. So I, I think our guy Brad Spielberger is on that one. That one makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when you look at, say, uh, what the public is doing as far as uh, most bet on props, Amon Ross St. Brown to score anytime touchdown at plus 115. Sam Laporta to score the first touchdown at 15 <laughs> to 1. And a lot of folks like Laporta. Over 43 and a half receiving yards at minus 115. 99% of the money is on the over. I think that makes some sense to me, but I actually think that when it comes to the Lions, I'm probably leaning more toward the Amon Ross St. Brown camp just because there will be a couple of passes where the Lions uh, will be pressure free. There will be some opportunities for Jared Goff to throw it deep down the field. And so those are the times I want to capitalize. So Jared Goff over 35 and a half yards for the longest completion at minus 120, whether it is to St. Brown or someone else, I think that is something I'm more comfortable with, Joe. 
if Watson goes, are, are you even considering him? Like, or do, does it take you off any other Packers? Does it impact anything with the Green Bay offense? At this point, it doesn't. I think all it means is that the portfolio is diversified a little bit more. But as far as what the overall game plan is for the Packers, I don't think it does because he can be out there but still play a relatively conservative role. It's not like the Christian Watson we're used to seeing. Like, it may not just be a snap count. It may also be a we're only going to have him do these specific things count. It's a tough props game because of everything up in the air. Don't know if Watson's out there. How does that impact other Packers receivers? Don't know if Montgomery's out there. How does that impact Gibbs? Um, yeah, so I find I find it very challenging. That's why I, I just felt more comfort with Amon Ross A. Brown compared to all these right. other options. Exactly. What you see is what you get with him. What you see is what you get with this Lions offense. So in that respect, yeah, that makes total sense. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, we dive into this week's college football slate and give you our best bets for it. That's right here on the BetQL Network. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network.